0: This is the Fantasy Focus Baseball Podcast. Here are your hosts, Tristan Cockroft and Eric Carabel.
1: That's right. It's Fanatics Focus Baseball for Monday, July twenty ninth, two thousand nineteen. He is league winner, Tristan. I am ad reader Eric, and joining us today, researcher turned producer Kyle Sapi. And I didn't even ask. Is editorial watchdog Tom Carpenter there, or are we flying solo again? No dice. Flying solo. Flying solo. So uh, Tristan, don't curse today. Um, <laughs> On today's fine show. <laughs> so much to discuss. From trades, to promotions, to injuries, to closers, carouseling, to myriad hash browns. It's all here. Trade deadline edition. Uh, we had some trades this weekend, Tristan. We'll get to that, uh, soon. Uh, we had lots of runs scored. The uh, Yankees Red Sox series. No surprise there. Um. Oh boy. <laughs> well, you won three of the four. You can't complain.
0: Uh, uh w- wait, what? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what? What is wrong with you? You, what do you do mean it? what's wrong with me? We haven't done
1: a show in a long time. Together. We,
0: why did we win three out of four? <laughs> Wait, what was
1: the what was the end up of the series? Oh, you lost three of
0: four. Lost three you out lost of four. Three four. That's a huge difference. Is it? Is it though? I... Uh... Don't you still have the best never, record in baseball? N- n- never get cozy. It bothered me that it reminded me a little bit of that that Yankees in Boston series last year, but the difference was they were at a different spot in the standings at the time. So I, I, it,
1: you it can't just... complain about anything. I mean, you could use a starting pitcher. Oh, uh... I think your team in the playoffs is just going to go with like ten relief pitchers, oh, and and it. Domingo Herman.
0: Let's trade for every closer who's out there, right? No, I
1: mean, <laughs> you've got Paxton, you got Hap, you might have Severino. I mean, you'll be fine. <laughs>
0: We gotta celebrate the fact you're back.
1: Why? I thought the shows were cool. better without me. I'm, oh, not, I'm just, I'm not joking. Don't you make me sing. It was. I want <laughs> you to sing. And you got somebody. You had a guest on the show. He sang too, expertly. I would imagine. I would say. I actually listened
0: to it. It was so good. Yeah, I can't do justice to that. That was that was really good. <laughs> you I mean, say,
1: <sighs> the price of my love's not a price that you're willing to pay. Oops. I actually think I went a little early. I mean, that's anyway, Jeff That's like
0: yeah. I that's don't think I don't think Jeff's your friend anymore, Kyle.
1: We're no, best that, of was that was awesome That um, was so much fun.
0: It was. That he was. He should perfect. be on
1: every show. I I should be sitting on my hammock right now, and you should be doing the show. No,
0: we got you back. Come on. EK's and were we back, and now Kyle's gonna get it. Hey la, <laughs> hey la EK's back. He likes right. Mike Miner and might mention Rick Porcello. Heyla, Hela, EK's back. That was good.
1: <laughs> I think I Where's think the boo. Come on. To, no, I'm Hi-yo. not gonna boo. You need to sing on every show. Or it's not worth it. Alright. There's no show unless you sing.
0: Just a hunch we won't sing, Hamilton. Hela, hayla.
1: My goodness. Alright, that's what you missed. Here's the buzz. And we're renaming the first segment of the show and maybe the second too. Listen to Tristan. That's all this is now. <laughs> I'm just the setup man who reads the ads. Tristan, listen to him. He wins Crazy his leagues. the karaoke is the first segment. Oh, um, so there's a, there's a, a couple trades to talk about. Marcus Stroman's a Met. How about that? Didn't see that one coming, huh? And and let this be a reminder to everybody in a fantasy league, even in a dynasty. And I know you, you didn't call it a dynasty when Jeff was on the show and he made fun of me. But that's what I'm going to call it because
0: <laughs> I don't care where we are. Oh, um, Jeff has decreed it so. <laughs> he decreed
1: it so. But um, my first thought about Marcus Stroman is good for the Mets. Like, If you're in a fantasy dynasty league and you can trade away two prospects that aren't even that highly regarded to win now, do it every time. And you could argue, well, the Mets aren't a World Series contender, but they're really not that far out of the wild card, okay? Like a couple of good weeks, and they're in it. So I like the trade for the Mets. From a fantasy aspect, what are your thoughts? It's awkward. It, the, the puzzle piece doesn't perfectly fit here. I think it perfectly fits. Uh, why, why does it not fit, Tristan? The, the infield defense. Yeah, but, okay, so a ground ball to a bad infield defense. I'll give you that. But he, he strikeout rate is up,
0: and he's just good. And I'm surprised where you have him ranked. That that seems like a little like... He's not a K guy in an era where you need strikeouts. That That's all that is. Uh, it, I like the pitcher. I like the move of going for it. I like the message that it sends to the fans. I I get that. But we already have heard the rumors about the fact they might trade Noah Syndergaard or Zach Wheeler, I guess, clearing up some salary here to bring in Marcus Stroman. So I I don't think that, that the Mets are done here. If they deal away other players, then why are they making this move? I don't think Stroman is... I don't think the ceiling for him for this year or next is as good as Zach Wheeler's or Noah Cindergaard's. That concerns me a little bit. I, I And I just, fantasy-wise, that defense, it, look, all credit to Ahmed Rosario, who's been a little bit better in the field. When I watch him play, he's a little bit better than the numbers suggest this year. Maybe it's that he's improving this season. I don't know. But this is a problem. He doesn't fit in front of that defense. There's no improvement here. So he's rostered
1: in 59% of ESPN Fantasy League Standard Leagues. You say he is not in an ad after this trade.
0: If you're in the NL only leagues, you saved your fab, you need somebody, uh, then yeah, be all in. And if your fab ran at a time where you could have gotten him when there was nobody else, then, then that's fantastic. But I don't think he's worth that premium bid. I think there will be a bigger name player who is worth taking first in an NL only league.
1: I concur. Um Bobichette getting the call. So we'll get to the trade of the closer a little bit later in the closer carousel. Bobichette's getting the call now um for Toronto. And I like this move. And in my blog today, I said if you're ranking the guys who – I, I grouped them together, together because of their hit tools, okay? Not big power guys, but big enough. They'll run. They'll hit for batting average. I would say Kessian first, Bobichet second. And Luis Urias, third. you agree with that order? And to you, is Bichette a must-add right now?
0: I like that order. Yeah, I'll go with the same. Um, I, and, and I think it could be debatable in any of the directions if, if anyone listening has a, a stronger opinion personally. Uh, I think Bichette could end up being the best of these three, but I feel like none of the specific skills for him are – Clearly elite. He's not an 80-grade player, and and therefore I, I just don't think he's going to put up the, the kind of excitement numbers that you're getting from your Jordan Alvarez's and even Vlad Guerrero, who I know is disappointed. But I, I do think he's worth the ad. And I, I know shortstop, position, lots of young talent. I think Bichette belongs in that discussion group where this is the kind of building block you, you build around. Maybe he's not a top five shortstop for the future. Top ten? I, Maybe. I think, yeah. But
1: better in Roto than points, right? He's not a big walker.
0: Uh, he's actually very good at extra base ability, and I think that's going to make him – I think it's going to be pretty pretty balanced. He might actually want to better in points leagues because of the ability to generate doubles and to make contact.
1: Yeah, well, then I'll shut up. Um, what else happened this weekend since our last show? Um, you know, like it doesn't matter in fantasy, but let's give a, a congrats to Troy Tulowitzki For a while there, he was an amazing fantasy option, right? Wasn't he a top ten yep. option a couple of those years with the Rockies? He He hit for average, He, he hit power, he stole bases. I mean, obviously, the last years in Toronto were not good, but...
0: When I look back at the numbers thinking that, I mean, I, I thought he was nearing the retirement stage when he got hurt earlier this season. He actually didn't great as well as I remembered him, but he did for a good four to five year period in his prime put up some very, very good fantasy numbers. Uh,
1: I wrote about Trevor Bauer today. He's still a really good fantasy option. Do you agree with that? Um, maybe the Indians are trying to sell and it may not be for reasons that sort that of are statistical. Um, but, He's the number eighteen fantasy starting pitcher, and he was like number eleven entering yesterday. Now, obviously, the Royals lit him up. The AL Central as a whole is hammering Bauer, which makes no sense. A lot of home runs, a lot less ground balls, um, a lot of walks, but still leads the majors in innings, third and fourth in strikeouts. This is still a good pitcher. I just think we have to view last season's Bauer as the aberration, like the Brady Anderson season, right?
0: Mm. Well, the Brady Anderson season makes it sound like he was well. No, you're
1: right. That's, yeah, that's, no, that's not a good comp because Anderson never had like even like really really good seasons after that. Bauer's been good in the past. Last year, he was an amazing top five guy.
0: Yeah. I mean, I'm looking at it, and I, you know I don't remember him as being a greater than four ERA guy before last season. I, I think I'm just still remembering last year, and I think he's been pretty good this season. Um, the curve is still performing great. That's one of the, the stables for him. Fastball, the command's been a little bit off. I think that explains an awful lot of uh, what's going on. But I, what I like about Bauer is just that he's a very cerebral pitcher, and I think that, that Cerebral? Those, <laughs> yeah, very much anything, so.
1: He was anything but that yesterday. Yeah.
0: <laughs> He's all. Well, I mean, we can also say he. When you say little little emotional. emotional," what do you mean? Like you mean like. He he thinks a lot about the game. Okay, and that puts, I'll give. You, he yeah. puts a lot of effort into his planning and preparation, and he thinks about the numbers. And I I tend to I know this didn't work necessarily for Brandon McCarthy when we we're talking about that later in his career. I think injuries had something to do with it. But Bauer I think is focused on what he needs to improve, and I would hope that he does that for the next two months.
1: Yeah, I I think there's the potential here for much better performance in the final two months if everybody would just leave him alone. But anyway, my point is in a fantasy league I would trade for him. I think there's best through this best, to, this be, and I, even the, and well, you might say no because the AL Central's lit him up in September. That's all he's seeing. Does that bother you, or is that not predictive?
0: Yeah, so when I but the thing is, when I looked at the AL Central's team schedules in general, they're they're running in two week spans for most of these teams, as to very very favorable and then very very unfavorable, and it depends on when they're playing outside of the division. So they're going to be opportunities. I think the, on the whole, you want pitchers in the AL Central; they're going to get a large number of quality matchups. The problem in Bowers' case is, and Eric, I've got to ask you this: I mean, he, he's still on the the rumor block. I mean, on the trade mill, the the rumor mill, whatever you want to call it. I, I find that very surprising. The, the Indians are indeed a contender. Absolutely. I don't get it.
1: I get it. I mean, there's financial reasons, and who knows what he's like in the clubhouse. Um uh, Moving on. Jose Ramirez, uh, if, you, if you gave up on him, that was bad. 344 batting average in July. He's homered in four consecutive games. He looks like he's back. So I'll ask you, with the fantasy trade deadline in a couple weeks, like three weeks, is now the time to trade Ramirez or to trade for him? He just uh, faced some bad pitching this last week. So is that is, – is he back or is this just like a blip on the good side and you want to move on as fast as he can? Like would you trade Ramirez like for Bauer right now?
0: Uh If I needed the pitcher, I'd do that. I think that's actually pretty fair. I would – just just in the vacuum I would take Jose Ramirez. Uh and, and I I wouldn't trade him. So it you're away.
1: buying what has happened in July.
0: I, I'm really starting to believe that this is if there's gonna be a Matt Carpenter twenty eighteen comp, Ramirez is falling into that and how do you
1: explain the first three months? I can't.
0: The shift to extreme fly ball. And that was something that had been whispered a little bit during the off season. There are some, some analysts out there in the industry who did see that and they weren't on the Jose Ramirez bandwagon and perhaps that adjustment that he went through in the first two months. Hmm, I don't know. That that might explain it.
1: Injury in the Atlanta outfield. A pitch broke Nick Markekis' wrist. And Markekis is actually rostered in like 85% of ESPN Standard Leagues. Really good player. Underrated player. Not big power, but gets on base, does a lot of the nice things. He's basically done. um, I would drop him in all formats. He might come back in mid-September. He might not. The winner here is not Austin Riley. I don't believe. I think Adam Duvall is is a legit pickup. I tried to get him in a league. Which league did I try? And I think I got him. Oh, yeah, I got him in tout. And he was cheap, and nobody else bid, and I thought, all right, maybe everybody thinks I'm nuts. But the 30-homer guy from Cincinnati looks like he's back now because in the minors of the season, same baseball as the majors, he hit for a ton of power. uh The walk rate was up a little bit. I think he's the everyday right fielder or left fielder for Atlanta right now, and Riley won't play because NCRD will play center field. That's what I think is happening, and I can make the case I'd rather roster Duval than Riley the rest of the way. Do you think I'm nuts? He-
0: no, I I don't. Uh, I I don't think I'd rank it that way, and I don't think I'd plan that way. But I'm you got my ear here. Uh, 259, 349, 582 slash and 94 games in AAA for Duvall. That's nice. Yeah, I mean he's the, established. You know what, the, he's a good defender. You, but when you mention about the the ball, the the only thing that 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 alarms me a little is I I think I saw somebody over the weekend post that there's a 55 percent home run boost this year in AAA. That yeah. seems, that seems a little bit absurd. So well, because it's not, the, the
1: pitching in the AAA is not nearly as good as in the majors. I, right. I think that's part of it here. I'm just, my point is this. You're still rostering, not you particularly, you're still rostering Austin Riley, who's not an outfielder, and can't yeah. play the infielder for that team. They're not gonna demote him. Right. I think he's like Nick Williams for the next month. I think they're going to play Duval in the outfield regularly and see what happens. Fair and point.
0: I, fair point. That's what I, I'm a little worried. For. Aren't you a little bit worried about the divisional competition though, pitching wise?
1: No, no. I, I think he'll hit some homers. He'll be better against lefties. He'll do what he did in Cincinnati. I, that guy is
0: back. I'm not saying mm-hmm. Adam Duval is going to be a top 40 outfielder for the rest of the season, but. You're adding he him in be leagues. That, sole I think layer. that's the point here is, are you adding him in our leagues? I'm completely with you in a league like the one you just tout. Yours is a 15-team yes. mix. I get it there. The NL only's, I get it there. I think you're right. He is going to play. 10-team
1: anyway. standard mix, no, not as much. But um, like, um if you're still roster Riley, just move on is my point. Uh Paul Goldschmidt doing great. Mike Yastrzemski, Um four more hits yesterday, having a nice July. More RBI than strikeouts. Yastrzemski or Adam Duvall, rest of the season?
0: Wow, yeah, if I have to lock one in. Uh, I'm, I'm going to have to say Duval here. Just uh, This is the thing. I'm taking a give this week, period. I'd of like course. the matchups. Right. So in the short term, that's probably the direction I'm going to go and let it play itself out. But long term, the Giants' schedule does concern me over the course of the two months. So I'd probably go Duval.
1: Summer comes with a number of awesome perks, like vacations, beach days, barbecues, but the one perk that outshines them all, summer-themed undies, courtesy of you guessed at Me Undies. Me Undies is the only brand that lets you eat pineapple while wearing pineapple undies, and I actually did that last week. Or watch the skylight up on the 4th of July knowing your undies are doing the same. Let's talk comfort! MeUndi's scientists spend countless hours in their underwear labs testing out the softest fabrics in all the land. The result, micromodal fabric, which is a full three times softer than boring old cotton. Your move, Cotton. Not only that, but you can match your bottom half with your better half in matching prints and colors. Look out for new summer theme prints dropping every Tuesday. Miyandi's also makes the softest lounge pants and onesies you've ever felt. I attest to that. Finally, you can now match with your pup with uh, their new buddy bands available in the same prints and colors as their undies. This is important stuff. People. Me undies has a great offer for our listeners, for any first time purchasers. When you purchase any me undies product, you get 15% off and free shipping. This is a big fat duh. get 15% off a pair of the most comfortable undies you will ever put on, to get your 15% off your first pair, free shipping and a 100% satisfaction guarantee, go to MeUndies.com slash FFB. That's MeUndies.com slash FFB. And now, your combo meals.
0: Hey, it's a combo meal. Combo, combo. It's a combo meal.
1: All right, Thursday, Jonathan VR had a big game. Uh, I think he had multiple steals in that game. Saturday, Ben Gamel, Cavan Biggio, Pedro Severino, Bichette, Over Biggio. You agree with me? Yes. Okay. Wow, some weird names. Ben Gamel and Pedro Severino. Yeah. Jonathan Villar, you going to view his season as a as okay or a disappointment?
0: Uh, I think I'd grade it as a disappointment right now. It's slight, but I mean he is at least contributing something to it. It's just that based on what you paid for him, I think he he was. 60 70 80 somewhere overall in the preseason he was i think he was top 100 but he does have 13 home runs
1: and 22 steals so if he ends up at like 18 homers and 30 steals i don't see how he can complain 262 batting average he'll score 85 runs i think you got exactly what you needed you, you maybe you thought you were getting 40 steals but 30 steals and 18 home runs i mean that's really good i think jonathan vr has exceeded expectations
0: Maybe he's at expectations. You know, to your point, I I think he's...
1: That was a free steal game, actually.
0: Yeah, like, the steals that he has right now fit into the context of the league's stolen base production. And the homers he has fit into the context of the league's power rise. So, I I have a hard time really judging what this season is. I I feel like it is a disappointment when I look at the 22 stolen bases. He's the number 21 hitter
1: on the full season player radar. This is not a disappointment. Wow, he's right next to that's, Charlie Blackman yeah, that, that, and Josh and that's Bell. That's the Steals
0: environment. Th- okay. I mean, uh, it's a Steals environment. That's it. I, it's almost a top 20 player. I know, but that's the Steals environment. That's the calculation for fantasy. You're saying that, that, that the, sp- the 22
1: Steals is overrating him as an overall player.
0: I, I don't think there's anything that can give a fair calculation to stolen bases based on what the environment is in that. baseball nowadays. All
1: right, that's fair. Uh, now let's uh, take a ride on the carousel. The Closer Carousel. <laughs> More saves the rest of the season. Taylor Rogers or Sergio Sergio Romo? They're Rogers. both twins now. I agree with that. Um, Taylor Rogers or Nick Anderson? Not the former Orlando Magic uh, shooting guard or small forward, but the the Marlins pitcher who can't throw strikes. Rogers versus Anderson. Rogers.
0: Are you adding Nick Anderson or are you just avoiding the Marlins?
1: Are I'm you a t- hater?
0: My, my broad take is I'm avoiding the Marlins. I, I like what Anderson has done. He's got a fly ball leaning a little bit wild. Uh, and I, I, look, if it's an NL-only league, you're a 15-teamer. I'd add him in the chase for saves. But this, we we said this on the show last week. There's no better way to throw away your fab dollars than on chasing saves.
1: Nick Anderson or Greg Holland the rest of the season?
0: Anderson. <laughs> Holland's done. <laughs> is he now? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I And I think his year in the on the whole... I think at this point, if he doesn't come back to the closer role, we can judge it a disappointment. He's done about what we expected.
1: I think you're like him with Mike Meyer. You just hate Greg Holland. So who's getting the Arizona saves? Is it Archie Bradley? Because I don't see him... Moving to the ninth inning. Yeah, that's he the thing. Him, like the fourth deal over the weekend.
0: Yeah, he, he's been their most, most effective reliever, and it hasn't really been a contest lately. But I agree with you. That might not be the direction they go, and they're going to attempt to make it work in a combo between Yohan Lopez and Yoshihisha Yoshi, Yoshi, Rano. But I, I, if I have to add somebody, it's going to be Bradley. I would drop Holland in a stand- ESPN
1: standard. I'll agree, but I do think sa- he's going to get back into the s- saves role. Um, what else? I guess we'll find out on uh, by Wednesday who gets traded. Will Smith, Rayo Glacius, Shane Green could be a Yankee pitching the fourth inning in playoff games. <laughs> right? I mean, that's what it would happen. But, yeah, I suppose. So I, I guess if you want to add Joe Jimenez, I added Reyes Moranta of the Giants. In, yep. And our labor this weekend. And my next choice, because I thought somebody would add him, was Melanson. I actually think Melanson gets the saves there. Mm-hmm. Um, Sam Dyson probably gets them, but he could get
0: traded too. Why would San Francisco trade anybody away? They, they're, they're right that's in the wild yeah. card race. Yeah, that's the thing. I, I'm not sure that the Giants are going to trade anybody, in which case I, I agree with you on Reyes Moranta skills-wise. He deserves a look, but I don't know if it happens. Uh, Ken Giles, Daniel Hudson behind him, trade candidates. N- Anderson, Nick Anderson, we mentioned before, could be a trade candidate. I saw something about that this morning. They should. They should. No, you're right and and look cash in on the the unexpectedly good season. But I don't know how this stuff is going to shake out. It's I didn't add
1: um, Maranta because I need saves. I did it because I wanted to bench Zach
0: Davies. <laughs> oh, <laughs> and, yeah. And that, that I could see. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I still have a shot to win that league. And I can see ERA and Whips uh, slipping away. And our friend Mike Gianella kept te- keeps texting me every time one of my starting pitchers gets lit up. It <laughs> happened twice to Zach Davies this week. So I want to thank him for that. <laughs> but, yeah, I told him I am not leaving Davies active this week. I did not. And uh so, Reyes the Brewers Morantza. have a
0: problem now with their rotation. Woo. Uh, yeah, but do they like? Yes,
1: I, I still think they can win a wild card spot just if Yelich hits. But they
0: can too. That rotation, I think, is largely responsible for where they are at right now, and and a lot of it has to do with just some bad bad luck on the injury front.
1: Let's take a look at the schedule ever so briefly. ESPN tonight has Dallas Keuchel of the Braves against the Nationals and Patrick Corbin, two pitchers that should be rostered in all leagues. Keuchel has pitched well for Atlanta. I didn't say I didn't think he pitched badly. I just didn't think he'd be doing quite this. Um, If you've got Max Scherzer in a league, do you activate him or not?
0: Uh, I don't because I don't think he's going to make that Tuesday start. And he, yeah, he's aligned for a two start week, so I've got him on the grid and forecast. How is for he not Sunday. on the
1: injury list? How does he not go on the injury list?
0: Yeah, that's the. This is this is definitely bothering me. You know how much I don't like setbacks with the, with similar injuries. And he, this is the chain he is following. It bothers me.
1: You know, I'm you a streamer. Him? No, no, no. I benched him in the league, and I. I don't know why the Nationals will still be in the wild card race in a month. Why would you risk Max Scherzer when he has a strained back? That seems Actually, dumb.
0: One of the places where I have him is the Vampire League, and I and and this is the problem. That's a league where volume is so important. Yes. And if you're in that situation, I think it's got to be a no.
1: I lost track. <laughs> I lost. I barely lost again. It's just like by the slimmest of margins, I'm done. Can you still make the playoffs in that league? Eight and eight, fifth place. I haven't You're won unbelievable. In like three weeks, though. <laughs> You're unbelievable. You're going to make the playoffs in a league where you didn't draft any players. I don't see any streamers today. Jaime Berea is just bad even against the Oh, Trey. I
0: thought, I've, I've been thinking about adding him as a two-star guy like five innings.
1: It. I know, but like he barely they don't even like when they when they use Berea to not open games, that tells you they don't like him to go for deep innings. So Oh no,
0: I would I'd agree with you. I, this is volume chasing in a week where it's going to be tough to do it. I I would argue that Brad Keller is a worthwhile streamer today. Mm. I I think
1: that's a trap. (laughs) He just played, he just pitched well against Atlanta last week, and Mm -hmm. Toronto just recalled Bichette. I can't wait to see where Bichette bats to the lineup. It should be one or two. Um, Toronto scored plenty of runs this weekend, i.e., against a good pitching staff. I am not using Brad Keller.
0: I see your point. Three straight quality starts in Kansas City is feasting pitching-wise. Their starters are on what's a pretty soft part of their schedule. Tuesday,
1: um, ESPN Plus has Julio Tehran against the Nats. I traded Tehran for, the Cardinals closer, whose name is Carlos me. Martinez. Carlos Martinez, I and I need hear about
0: that trade every single day. Yeah, I needed <laughs> saves. Somebody who made that trade tells me about it. And it feels like every single day. How about this:
1: Verlander and Bieber? Love that matchup. Yep. Um By the way, I didn't mention Strasburg. Did you see his numbers in July: five and zero with like a one fourteen ERA. If Hyunjin Ryu
0: slips up or gets hurt, yep, Strasburg's going to win the NL Cy Young. How about Amazing to think two guys who have the injury. I mean, they're not a, equal injury reputation, no, but, but have injury reputation. Not durable, yes. But look what they're doing.
1: Amazing. Amazing what they're doing. Zach Gallen at home against Minnesota. I'm going to say no to that. Uh, Tanner right, Rourke. ballpark? Yeah, but Minnesota, man. that's, that's He's going to give up a couple home runs. Correct approach. I <laughs> agree. Um, Tanner Rourke and Joe Musgrove. Who would you pick there? Uh, or nobody?
0: Or, I'll. I'll y- I'll take Musgrove there.
1: Tyler Beatty at Drew Smiley. I know you'll be watching that Phillies Giants game. <laughs> Tyler Beatty versus Drew Smiley. Are you adding either of those pitchers? Smiley, one star for the Phillies. It went well. Tyler Beatty, you know, he's not been that bad. That's not really a, an endorsement, but he's been okay over the past month. This is like the scouting dream for this
0: game. You tell me. I'll Beattie, take- Smiley, Rourke, any of them? See, this is the thing. Drew Smiley is lefty, and that's the only reason why he piques my interest in this particular matchup. Okay. It's Beattie. it's Beattie here, though,
1: isn't it? Um, Philly's, you know, very erratic offense. They can score nine runs one day and then get shut out the next. I mean, it's amazing with this annoying I, offense.
0: I feel like the handedness advantage here is going to Smiley. I think the ability advantage, and, and these are close, go to Beattie. <laughs> Tyler Beattie has a future, though. Why like, are we talking about that media, true smiley? Um,
1: because you, people need to add, like, why, why talk about Kyle Hendricks for Wednesday night at St. Louis? You already yeah. have him on your roster. Miles Michael same thing. Like, you already got these guys. All right. Here's the guy. Most added pitcher in ESPN leagues. And I don't know how to pronounce his name, but he's on ESPN plus Wednesday night at Cleveland. Jose Urquidy. is a Q in his name. So you know yeah. who I'm talking about. Urquidy?
0: Urquidy. You adding Urquidy. him? Everybody's adding him. Yeah, as a matter of fact, I have my piece up today that forecasts is uh, forecasts using the forecast. That's redundant. The forecaster formulas that Jose Urquidy, uh his and the Astros August schedule is amongst the best in the game. Add, 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 add. Okay, there
1: you go. Um, add hers, Jose Urquidy, because Tristan told you to do that, and he wins. And blame, me. <laughs> no, <they'll> blame me. No, don't blame me. Anyway, that's all for the first half of the show. It took a while. Now it's time for the second half, and Kyle Speaks. Yeah, check out Tristan's piece. It is posted at ESPN Fantasy right now. Pictures that you want for the month of August. And Jose Urquidy is certainly one of them.
0: And don't forget to check Eric's correct take on Bo Bichette.
1: (laughs) Don't do that.
0: Come just, on. Just read Tristan. <laughs> just, just read him.
1: <laughs> you don't want the love thrown need. back. Come on. Welcome back. <laughs> uh, I don't think you mean that. I, I just. You know, I don't mean that. You you know, you. I want to say you actually, you did actually,
0: you did a great job. You don't need me. I think I should take more vacations. I stress so much. That's true. When I'm the first voice on this show, you, you I
1: can't even imagine being in the room with you. Prepping for a show, you have to host because you must be.
2: On, you probably prepped for like an hour. The sweat is dripping. We've got puddles on the floor. Towels are being. You know,
0: I believe dispersed. that.
1: I be- Knowing him as long as I have, I believe that you
2: stress out way too you much. You should
0: see what my desk looks like now as a result. I probably got like coffee cups from each of the days. It's like a wallet. Like a, wallet. Like a Tristan Cockcroft wallet. Actually, my wallet is sitting right over here. And none of the cash is organized. Sorry. The
1: way you put your wallet together is ridiculous. <laughs> the money has to be in order and all face up. <laughs> no. <laughs> I don't even need to look in my wallet to know which bill to pull out. You have all the money just like folded into like a mess and upside down. You can't find anything. You're you're a disorganized mess. And and I am neat.
0: Dude, digital pay. What do you need the cash at all for? That's a different subject. <laughs> <laughs> I do I I struggle with that. I so infrequently carry cash and then you get shocked when it's, "Oh no, it's cash only. <laughs> Quick, where's the ATM?" Um
1: now we're wasting time. Okay. okay. What questions do we have for today?
2: All right, Caleb heard us going over Benatendi last week and he wants your take, Eric. Benetendi overall disappointment this year. What do you think for the rest of this year and moving forward? Yeah, he
1: is. He's not even a top fifty hitter so far, even despite the good week. Um I admit I, look, I was wrong about Benetendi, but am I though? Like is it it's not over yet. He's got ten homers and nine steals. And last year he had sixteen and twenty one. So I still think he can get to the home runs. He can get to the batting average. He's been dropped in the lineup, which is really the problem because he won't score 100 runs. Are we talking like he's 24 years old, Tristan? Isn't it a really good time to trade for him in a dynasty league? What about yeah. in a standard redraft? Like, is his final two months going to be so good that you want him now?
0: See, I You're not dropping him. Him. I talked about him plenty on the show last week. This is all you. I'm using the time to look and see who has him in my, my dynasty league since we can't right. say that again. And I... The guy who has him in my dynasty league is not going to trade him at value. He's he's not going to. He he's going to be in on the the Benintendi bandwagon, and he should be. He should be. I I don't know why he's had a bad season. This it- is there are young. Future, you know, budding superstars who have low points in their career, Manny Machado, and you need to buy them at those stages. Ben is right now.
1: Like, if Max Kepler can do what he's doing, why can't Ben have a season with 30 homers in the future, especially with the happy, fun baseballs? Mm-hmm. I don't understand why, like, Ben 10 home runs, that's just, that's nothing. And I'm the carry play, I mean,
0: way up. I'm going to pick the ridiculously tiny sample here, and that is that just in the Sunday night game last night, the fact that he was able to get that line drive off of uh, uh, Chapman, um, it, it spoke well to his ability. It's there. It's coming. It's going to happen. He looked better this weekend.
1: I'll tell you that. I've watched a lot of him this season and been like, what is going on? Three three hit games against the Yankees. Mm-hmm. You know.
0: That that and and again to pick small samples like we the two of us are doing it encapsulates the ability that is there beneath the surface
1: okay but would you take him over Kepler the rest of the season no would you take him over domingo santana yes who's the number 46 hitter for the season david doll's number 49 eddie rosario's 50 would you t- i would take him over all three of those guys
0: yeah i mean doll the Coors home road thing is tough to all analyze right there.
2: what's next Luke saw Ben Zobrist tell the Cubs he was ready to return to action this weekend. You guys buying any kind of viability in a standard ten-team league for Zobrist?
1: So that's a points league. A standard league now is points leagues. You wouldn't consider Ben Zobrist in a roto league because there's not enough power or speed. But in a points league where he walks and doesn't strike out, I just the problem here, Tristan, is I I, I bet it's a couple weeks before he plays, maybe the whole month of August. Mm-hmm. And why would they rat, bat him at the top of the lineup? They they have their lineup. Schwarber at least against right-handed pitching and then the big guns. Zobrist to me is going to be a part-time player in bat 6th. am I missing something?
0: Yeah, I mean he's got to play. You can't in, in a points league, you can't uh, attach to the player's reliability if he's not going to play every day. It it sort of neutralizes that impact and I agree with you. I think the role is too questionable. Zobris
1: versus Robel Garcia in a and a only rest of the season. Because that's where he's going to play, his second base, I would assume.
0: Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I guess it goes Zobrist there. I, d- I don't. I but don't. Garcia's feel got some pop. either.
1: They got a lot of bodies there. David Bote. I, I, I like Zobris, but man, he's been out for months. I, I'm going to say Garcia can pop some homers. But they probably won't play Garcia, and we're spending a lot of time talking about Ben Zobris now, which seems silly to me. Um Let's move on here. Baseball season is well underway. Well underway. We're almost in August, and there's no better place to get your tickets than on SeatGeek. SeatGeek pulls millions of tickets into one place so you can easily find the seats you want for a price you're willing to pay. There's nothing quite like being there in person, and SeatGeek will get you closer to the action for a great value. Speaking of being there in person, SeatGeek asked baseball fans from all 30 teams— all across the country, which stadiums have the best experience from the food to the traffic? They ranked it all. Want to know where your team ranks? Check them out at www.seatgeek.com slash stadium dash guides and find out what fans said about your favorite stadium. That's www.seatgeek.com slash stadiums dash guides. But whether your team ranked high or low, make sure to get out to a game this season with Seat Geek and to help you get even more savings on tickets Listeners to our fine show get $10 off their first SeatGeek purchase. Just download the SeatGeek app and enter promo code FFB today. That's promo code FFB for $10 off your first SeatGeek purchase. Seat Geek life's an event. We have the tickets. And over the weekend, by the way, I uh, tweeted out a photo of Tristan eating a turkey, <laughs> giant turkey leg. And, ah um, uh, yes, um you know, we could uh, see that happen again soon. Um, oh, really? Is he does like his turkey legs. <laughs> this is dare <laughs> that's his nickname all right all right we'll see yeah it's a dare i want to i want to see I, it's not
0: fun <laughs> watching it though like i it's like an animal like like just Devouring another animal. <laughs> just just to, to ease the listeners' concerns here, I, I did remove the jersey after the photo was taken. You
1: had to remove the jersey. There was, like, sauce and, like, yeah. grease all over it. Yeah,
0: it was. It would have been a Not little bit pretty. too
1: risky. Good thing there was no picture day right after you
2: ate the turkey ta-
0: Last year, there was a period of time where I think I ruined a dozen shirts in a row just from one little drop of barbecue sauce from something. You know, that stuff just gets everywhere.
2: I'm taking the over on one little drop of barbecue sauce.
0: my song said you were supposed to get revenge on eric not me well
2: eric yells at me enough so i figured i'd turn the tables a little bit
0: i'll get you what
1: other questions have we today
2: pat's curious about ronaldo lopez can't figure him out this year the white Sox do end the season with 13 games against the tigers mariners and royals he wants to know if we had a derrick henry kind of stretch here where he saves you down the stretch
1: Derek Henry, oh yes, because fantasy football is well in swing. When does the
2: fantasy football focus podcast go daily? Is it today? Week from today, we'll be we're live in Detroit tomorrow night, and we will be going live five days a week, starting Monday, August fifth. So, is this your first trip to the Motor City? Me personally, or the show? Well, I uh, guess the answer is the same for I both. Think yes. it's the same for both. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. I've never been to Detroit before. Oh well, it's,
1: it's a it's a lovely place. Um, I know that AJ Mass does not <laughs> like Ronaldo Lopez, right? Didn't he like rip on him on a show last week? Um, it's a high ERA; it's over five and a half. Uh, that's not good. But the strikeout rate is there. Can you make a case here?
0: Weird White Sox guys. Weird. Look at the numbers. Lucas J. same story. They get obliterated for large stretches of time, and then all of a sudden something happens, and in his case, got to point out, Oakland, Tampa, those were two of the three good matchups that were quality starts out of the past three, and during that time, his velocity was up, what looks like easily a full mile per hour on the fastball, which says to me, did something change? A little heavier on the slider as well. There's something different about Lopez that makes me, now, even just flipping it in a week, Interested. Oakland and
1: Tampa on the road his last three outings and Miami at home and it's a lot of strikeouts. That's twenty five strikeouts over three starts, so something's something, up, don't something's you think? up, yeah. I agree. And only one home run in that span. So whatever he's doing, keep doing it. But come on, I mean
0: like don't dive in deeply here. This is the problem. Like you dive in the pool, and you sink at the deep end. I mean It's the
1: Mets in his next outing. And basically the Mets have they top three in the lineup and that's it like right are you interested there i just
0: because the schedule is good and and absolutely this week i i put in a couple of claims on him in the middle of last week after he had the two games there and and it was speculative simply i didn't have to pay anything big to get him if you have to today i'm not doing it it's dangerous
1: all right what's uh what's not dangerous what's next
2: nick wants to know which back end of the rotation guy you're most confident in the rest of the way he's got matt musgrove or Gaussman.
1: Well, I have no confidence in Gossman. I watched the outing against the Phillies yesterday, and he, there's, there's nothing there. What a mess. He had that run in Baltimore where, like, like a half season, we thought, oh, okay, he's good now, right? No. I want no <laughs> no, no, part. I, I've defended Matt's this season. He had that outing in Philadelphia where he got and out, but otherwise he's been okay. Um, Joe Musgrove, you know, like, over the past two months, I want to make sure that I'm right about this before I say it, but... I haven't been all that impressed. Like, I haven't been in a league, and I'm like, really, his ERA's is that high now? What happened to Joe Musgrove? It's not home runs. It's not walks. He's just kind of hittable, right? Like, didn't he get, like, beat around in, like by the Cardinals in his last two... Th- they th-
0: all did. They all got hit beat around
1: by the Cardinals in that series. I mean, he pitched well against the Phillies, but that doesn't tell me anything. I just... He's uh, he's inconsistent. That's my issue with Joe Musgrove. But yeah. Musgrove mm-hmm. versus Matz, wouldn't you have to take Musgrove now?
0: I, I would think so. I mean, Matz is... Interesting if you can deal with the, the erratic tendencies with the injuries. And does Reynaldo Lopez go above any of these guys? i put Lopez over at the Gaussman. top of this. I, and, you I'm would not take gonna... Lopez over Musgrove? Yep. That's uh, interesting. Lopez, uh, right now, if I've got to be taking sucking a guy over, and I've got to assume a month plus for the answer to this, it's going to be Lopez. I think that his schedule is most interesting. i got to point out here, if you want to go with the schedules, Gaussman's is very good. But I was at the same time writing that, saying that I, I feel like that if they look at Mike Fultonavich, for example – I'd probably be more interested in him than I would in Gosman. And I there did. are opportunities. It's I just... looked
1: at Atlanta's schedule too when it, before I traded Tehran, and I thought I still need to trade Julio Tehran. And like his next outing, told me all he like he pitched well, but didn't win. He never wins. It's like five wins and twenty-two starts or something because he goes only five innings. I don't know.
0: I look at Musgrove's, by the way, the game log, and the inconsistency seems to be showing itself by the batted ball distribution. He's shifting wildly between being an extreme fly baller two, a moderate ground baller and that says to me the command is off something's got to be tweaked a little yeah but if you
1: look at his numbers right now say oh, this is interesting how about joe musgrove same number of innings as last year same number of strikeouts his numbers across the board are almost exactly the same but with two more outings which is not good that means it's throwing less innings per start home hmm. runs are about the same walks around the same
0: that is really eerie the you see that same exact number of exact
1: same numbers
2: how about that Ooh,
0: that's- Ooh. play the twilight zone music for us
2: it's better i could play it but it's better when you sing it much better when you sing it yeah i i i i i don't want to speak for the listeners but
1: you need to sing more like Uh-oh, first geez. half second half like of the show like you need to sing a little bit more it's just it's, it's not got enough to be spontaneous that's i understand <laughs> that you can't like really predict it but they they need
0: more they deserve more. I mean, they put up with us for four months now. Just give I, them more singing. Sing I more. Wish I, I wish I knew my Hamilton lyrics better. I know the songs. I can't memorize the lyrics. It's relatively new to me, and I can't really rap. You know that. I think
2: you can rap. Oh, man. I think A rap interest is something that people need, yeah. They need that. Oh,
0: God.
2: <laughs> can you can you take care of that, please? Do you remember
0: when I, I tried to do that for the – when we did the, the – uh, what was it? The final look. I tried to do a rap for that, (laughs) and it didn't go so well.
1: (laughs) When you just make stuff up along the way, that's much better. It's much better.
0: Yeah. But he's
1: not making stuff up when he talks about the players you ask about in that myriad hash browns. (laughs) Listen to Tristan. He wins you leagues. Oh, come on. Has there ever been a league you haven't won? Ever? Have you ever lost a league?
0: I think I've lost. never lost.
2: It's Lavar Ball over here.
0: I, I can oh, guarantee no. you, I'm losing at least one league this year, and it's going to probably be more than one. So, right. actually, I should hire you to help me in labor, NL labor. Labor? I'm kind of floundering in the middle. I will tell you, I right now am in the lead for Fab. So, Ooh. Noah Syndergaard, come on, Ale, please, come on, Yikes. Um, I have
1: a little bit, I have like $45 in fab left, but the guy in second or tied for first for me has like a hundred. So he can get, <laughs> he can get whoever he wants. He can get Stroman if he really wants him. I don't really need a starting pitcher. I just need, it's all going to come down to home runs and RBI. And as I've been telling our friend, if Joey Votto, this is, I'm, I'm really angry about this. If I lose this league because I didn't have enough RBI and Joey <laughs> Votto finishes with 45 of them. Yeah. I got 30 RBI on the
0: season. Are you second in VAP in that league?
1: No, but
0: no. I, I mean, I have a, I have a bunch. Because I, yeah, be I didn't the guy look, that you, you couldn't stand that if you have 45 and I'm at 100, I'm bidding my 45 if I have the tiebreaker. Over you can get two, two players,
1: yeah. Well, look, if I, I've been trying to turn Joey Votto into a better hitter, like an uh, RBI guy.
0: I don't think that's going to happen.
1: Uh, Well, I have to throw something else in.
0: (laughs) I would think so.
2: Losing Brandon Woodruff did not help. All right, what else do we have? We've got one last question. It comes from Mark. He wants to know how you tier the top 20 pitchers. Coming into this year, we had a big four as our tier one. What do you see the tier one and how big is tier two going into next year?
1: Excellent point. Who's your number one starting pitcher for next year? Is it Scherzer, Cole, Verlander, um, anyone else? DeGrom? Mm -hmm.
0: Uh, he wants for next it's year, probably right? Gonna be, yeah, it's probably going to be Scherzer. I want to make the cases for... DeGrom's probably next closest. I want to make the case for Garrett Cole at one.
1: I mean, to me, if you're going to put Scherzer there, doesn't Verlander have the same numbers, really? Verlander is yeah, number and, one on the play And, rate, and you can't
0: it? even make the case age-wise. I mean, we'll be looking at 36 exactly. for Scherzer and 37 for Verlander.
1: I'm not making the case. But I, I do feel a little bit weird about having Scherzer, Verlander, 1-2... Because of their ages. You can make the case for Garrett Cole. Yeah. I can't make it for Strasburg, although he's number five for the season. I will not make it for Ryu, even if he finishes. You know, he's number three now for the season. That's, yeah. yeah. Can you make a case for the top ten for Shane Bieber? Yeah, you can.
0: How about Luis Castillo? I think you can make a case. I The numbers game is going to make some of these decisions. I feel like right now Bieber and Castillo just don't quite make it. But then who's ahead of them? So
1: if our top tier is, in some order, Scherzer, Verlander, DeGrom and Sale. And Cole. And Cole—that's the top five in some way. Is Sale still there? Pretty
0: clear tier there. Sale's not
1: even among the top twenty starting pitchers for the season right now.
0: He's number twenty-six. I I think he's the one where it it, it matters most how he finishes the. I mean, other than the Scherzer current injuries, it matters how Sale finishes the season as to whether he belongs in that top five. I my hunch is he stays there.
1: So that's your top tier. Those five pitchers. Yeah, and it's a competitive next group behind them, though. Uh, I would say Strasburg's in that group. Bieber kershaw belongs bueller walker bueller belongs bueller for sure yeah bauer still belongs um charlie morton morton's made a case yeah granky belongs still did we say aaron nola yet we didn't does he i
0: think he does i think he'll probably be at the back end of it that
1: second tier is like 10 pitchers like if the first tier is five the second tier is like 10 i didn't mention soroka yet or corbin like that's a deep tier
0: if you got to take one guy who's just really not on this horizon who's going to get to, let's say that second tier, who do you think it'll be? To move into the first tier? Yeah. Like, names that we haven't mentioned so far that you think... Bieber. Yeah, but we mentioned him. It's got to be, you know, like... Someone a, we haven't mentioned a, yet? A not, not on this horizon right now. I
1: mean, Chris Paddock's future is looking great.
0: That's <laughs> that's one I was looking at, yeah.
1: <laughs> I mean, that in that ballpark, uh, I'm trying to think of anybody else that I would put there.
0: Uh, a... In terms of performance this year, Mike Soroka is making right. a borderline case for this. I feel like perhaps Eduardo Rodriguez is making a borderline case If you're going
1: to give me E-Rod, I'm going to give you Domingo Herman.
0: Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Based on what he's done, yeah. And Barrios I mean, is
1: there. Giolito is probably there. We yeah. didn't mention him.
0: Yeah. We're talking not... And this is the thing to the listeners. We're, we're saying not on the horizon right now. <laughs>
1: Uh, the music stopped, which means they're telling me to stop the show. Um, any final thoughts here on a Monday? So the trade deadline's on Wednesday. Um, you can still make pickups in some of your leagues. Are you picking up backup closers? Are you picking up Joe Jimenez at Detroit? I just, I don't want to bother. Um, when hitters get moved, really their value doesn't change all that much unless it creates a starting spot for somebody else. But like, who's like, unless it's Kyle Tucker and Houston's not trading anybody away, like right. who is, unless Kyle Tucker gets traded, like if he, if he gets traded to like, Ball, like the Mets right now in a Syndergaard trade and Kyle right. Tucker bats fifth every day for the Mets uh, That that's interesting
0: right I don't think that's I don't think we're going to see a name of that caliber being moved I don't either I
1: don't think Syndergaard gets moved I think it's all like just kind of like Backup clo- like Who's Shane Green's going to be the then. biggest Sindergren
0: name. one of them is clearly going.
1: I, think. I don't know why you would even trade either of them
0: if you're the Mets. Try to win now and next year. You think it's ridiculous? I think try. I don't think it's ridiculous. I think I, look, I'm I'm all for it going all in. I just I don't think the Mets are judging this properly.
1: Well, that's obvious. But I do think if I were the Mets, I don't care about finances. I want to try to win now. Okay, and you know, you get me to a wild card game with that with Jake Degrom and. You know, that's interesting. I'm not saying the Mets are going to make the playoffs. I'm just saying the Mets, I wouldn't they could, sell.
0: They're not mathematically out. It's, it's. And terrible. next year,
1: with all these starters, that team could win. That team could win 90. I'm saying yeah. something positive about the Mets. That yeah. lineup, that rotation, fix Edwin Diaz. And for all we know, he gets moved to Boston today. Anyway, <laughs> we'll be back on Thursday to talk about all the trades that did not happen. I just still don't think it's going to be a lively trade deadline, but keep an eye on it on your, in your leagues, of course. And we'll be back uh for the month of us. This is the last show of July. We'll be back in August. That is all for today. Thank you to Kyle. Thank you to Tristan. I am Eric. Have an awesome week.
2: Everything is awesome.
1: Darkness.